Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. It's a uh, humbling privilege to be here with you this morning. I'm not used to preaching off a table. I like those big old Baptist pulpits there, but uh, we'll make do. But it's good to be with y'all this morning uh, to share God's Word with you um, here in this environment and among your mission and among your ministry. Um, we go back to God's Word and I've asked a few questions about mainly when preachers get here, we ask how long do we have and who preached last and what did they preach on? And these were the questions. So, uh, or speak on and I said, well, there hasn't been a preacher in a while, so preachers have to preach. And so here I am this morning to preach to you from God's Word. We've had a great week. We had a, a, a return to Bible school. We call it our summer camp Bible school. Uh, so we do a daytime summer camp Bible school at our small church in Boone, North Carolina. And uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful opportunity. And uh, so what we did this year is we did something a little unique. We focused on John Bunyan's book, The Pilgrim's Progress. And so a lot of our Christians in our churches don't even know the book and much less our children. And so we focused on the story of the Pilgrim's Progress and the story of a Christian's journey. And our key verse for the entire week was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I'm quite sure that all of you have it in your memories. You have it hanging on your walls, maybe even T-shirts, all these different versions. And so we're going to read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 this morning. So if you have your copy of God's Word on your device or in your, in your hand, you can turn there with me to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. My version says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And I'm quite sure that many of you could quote that with me, but before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're here this morning, God, because of you, because of your son, Jesus, because of your spirit drawing us. And we thank you for that. We are all humble to be in your presence and among your people. While we look forward to being in your presence one day in our glorified state, we serve you here. Lord, I'm thankful for all these that call on you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I'm not quite certain that all of us do, but Lord, you take care of that. I pray, Lord, that you would just draw us to your word today, and Lord, as you use me as your vessel and messenger, that you would allow me to speak what it is you have to say just from my heart with no notes. But Lord, what it is you have to say to each and every one of us, beginning with me, and I pray in Christ's name. Amen. So we focused on this verse this week with our children, our kids, and what it is to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We talked about feelings. We talked about the culture. We talked about what we want to be right and true and what we want true in our life. And, and, and in this concept of a proverb, it's, it's a, a biblical truth based on uh, life observations. And some of you are aware of that in, in the book of Proverbs. But as I was coming in in the parking lot and thinking, Lord, I have no notes, and that's on purpose because I'd be here a long time if I had notes, but I have no notes on purpose because I wanted to share with you uh, just from my heart. I come in the parking lot and I see, and God, we trust on a few of your license tags. How many of you got that? And God, we trust. And God, we trust. And in the Hebrew, this word trust, it, 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 it implies something different than we understand in our English language about trust. Trust here in this, in this proverb is, in the Hebrew, is falling face down. It's falling face down before God. I saw a little video, as I shared with our church a while back, about this, uh, 
this, this guy that was going to jump off of a hot air balloon. Maybe some of y'all saw this video. It's kind of like these, you know, TikToks and all those things that are out there. Well, this guy's hanging off of a hot air balloon, and he's hanging off like this, and, and his cameraman, his buddy, is right above him, and you can see the ground thousands of feet below him. And, and this guy, he's, uh, he's just as calm as he can be, maybe, maybe even more calmer than you sitting here now. He just had this calm demeanor on him. He's hanging off, and he's giving instructions to his buddy up there. He says, am I in the frame? You got that right? You got this right? And because he's fixing to let go, and he wants this on camera. And so he, he's, he's hanging there and giving these instructions to how he wants the, the view to be for him to, to let go and fall. Thousands of feet. Now, I don't know if any of y'all ever jumped off of something like that. Um, if you've never parachuted or not, I have not. I don't plan on it either. But he was just as calm as he could be. He, he, was, he was calm. He was as calm as me sitting in my recliner in the afternoon. And he was hanging there. And he gives the final instruction, and he says something to the effect of, see you on the ground, boys. I mean, let's go. And as he's falling backwards, he does this and crosses his legs just like I would be in my recliner and falls to the ground. Now, statistics would probably tell us this guy's probably lost. Probably lost. He's dropping to the ground just as calm and as peaceful. He's done it thousands of times, maybe. Trusting in that parachute as he falls to the ground, and he falls out of sight, and the film quits. And I'm watching that video as I'm preparing this passage for our church and our Bible school. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. In God we trust. And here this video is of a man that's falling to the earth, trusting in a parachute, and as I said, probably lost. And for us Christians, trusting in the Lord is, a, is something that we begin in our Christian journey, as Christian did in John Bunyan's story. It's, it starts off pretty easy, doesn't it? Oh, I can do that. I can trust in the Lord. He's going he's gonna to make this job opening for me. He's going to find us a house when we're young. He's going he's gonna to take care of our children as they're born, and, and he's going to get them in the right schools. And he's, he's gonna, I can trust him in all that, but it seems like the older we get, the harder it becomes, doesn't it? I have a, uh, a dear woman in my life that's my prayer partner at our church um, that's probably, probably a good 10 years older than my mother. And I've learned growing through the years as a pastor that the last leg of the race gets the hardest, doesn't it? Some of you are more in tune with that than others in here that Trusting in the Lord gets harder sometimes the older we get. And the same was true for Christian in the journey of the story that John Bunyan wrote. It got harder and harder the closer to the end he got. Because the, the trust factor it ramps up, it seems. And, and I think about the Hebrew understanding of trust. It's falling down face, face to the ground. And I can tell you, me at 40, almost 48 years old, in the ministry for some time, and raising children and now a grandchild, is, I can tell you I've just begun, to, just begun to really understand what trust is about. 
And I would imagine that's the case for some of you. But, but like a proverb, the phrase is repeated in another way as in a poetic form. And the second half of this is, in all your ways, submit to him. Some translations acknowledge him. But I like this word submit. It's, I, I, I feel like it's more correct and accurate. Surrender, submit, in all your ways submit to him. And he will make your path straight. And we talked about that too with our Bible school about what does it mean to be on straight paths. It means righteous and pure and, and holy. But not, not without trials, not without strain and tragedy and prayer requests. Not without cancers and things. But it will make your path straight. But he says, in all your ways submit to him. As I was thinking about coming and speaking to a, a ministry, a lot of times in ministry, we in ministry, we, we begin to um, believe that our ministry is our submission. Our, our, our job, our, our calling is our submission. We pastors do that. We, we begin to uh, believe that our, uh, our ministry is, is our, our full-on submission. And I can tell you as a pastor, that is not the case. That's not the case. During the COVID years, I guess that's what we'll call them from now on, I began to, to preach our message on Thursday and Friday afternoon because we were getting up to speed on the Facebook and, and publishing the, the, the sermon. And, and I, can, I can remember on one occasion that uh, there was a Lord's Day that came. And, and her mom, my wife, she would sit in the living room and listen to the sermon that I preached a few days before on the Lord's Day at the Lord's time, 10.30, 11 o'clock. And I sat in the living room, and I remember that Lord's Day that I didn't worship. I remember that day. I had been listening to some favorite preachers of mine while my wife is in the other room listening to the sermon that I'd preached a couple days before. And she was listening. You know, preachers don't want to listen to themselves, of course. And so she was listening, and I, I sat in the living room, and I, I failed to worship on that Lord's Day. Me, the pastor. I didn't listen to a sermon. I didn't listen to whoever it was I was listening to at the time. And I usually like to listen to Fred Craddock. I'll give him a plug. He's with the Lord. But I didn't listen, and I, I got through the day without, a, without worship, me the pastor. And, and sometimes when we're in the ministry, we, we can think, well, well Lord, I, I preached that sermon the other day, and so I've already heard it. Um, I already know what you're saying. You, you already said it to me before I said it to everybody else. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So what I'm saying is that sometimes we in the ministry or working for a ministry, we go to devotion during the week, and we do God's work through the week. We travel to the other side of the earth, after all. We can, we can let others do that, do the, do the normal worship things. We're doing God's work. We're answering phone calls and we're ministering to people. We're even sharing the gospel. Lord, Lord, what more do you want from me? 
in all of your ways. Submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I would imagine some of you, in the sound of my voice, uh, listening online, or maybe later, even here in this, in this room, have a hard time going to church, your local church, on Wednesday nights. I, would ima- I just imagine that. I don't know that. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. But, but I would imagine that some of you have the, have the struggle that I had that Lord's Day. Lord, I'm already doing all your work. I'm doing more than the average Christian. I, I don't need to be there on Wednesday night at my local church. As I said, that a lot of us, probably most of us in this room, are, are, are just beginning what it means to learn what it means to trust. And therefore, learn what it means to submit and surrender all of our ways. So I guess I'm giving a plug for, for Wednesday night prayer service for your local church. Maybe you haven't been there in a while. Maybe, maybe you're one of the faithful ones that is there. I don't know. But I would imagine the case is true that a lot of us, that when we get in the ministry, we, we begin to neglect the, the more uh, regular Christian things of regular Christian people. Because, after all, we're in the ministry. We do ministry. Maybe you even have a ministry degree. Maybe a lot of them. In our church, one of the things that has really been weighing on my heart in the last several years is, is what motivates us to be there. Well, of course, we'd all give the childhood uh, answers. It's because of Jesus. We're there because of Jesus. We're there because of Jesus. And sometimes I, I think in the ministry we have to be reminded, it, is he enough? Is Jesus enough? And sometimes that can translate into, well, it's, it's my role to be there. I have to be there because this is my position and my job. And I'm the Sunday school teacher or the, I'm the parking lot greeter or I'm any of these things. Well, I think it really needs to get down to, to what motivates us beyond even Christ. When Jesus said, he said the, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that that is where a lot of us, and I use this phrase intentionally at our church, a lot of us in what, we, what I call American Christianity is that, that Christianity and the church is, is all about me. It's, it's for me, it's because of me, and I get to go to church because it's going to be a blessing to me. And we even repeat that. We, we say that to folks. Come, come, and, come to our church. Come to this church. Go to church somewhere. It'll be a blessing to you. Come to our church and it'll be a blessing to you. And we communicate that as American Christians that, that if you come into God's house, it, you get something in return. You get to go home with something, a blessing, a, a funny story, or, or some charismatic uh, entertainment or or, or just, some, just some good solid worship. I get to come away knowing that I got to go in there and I got to be with the, in, in God's house and, and I got to worship and it was good for me and I'm going home because it was good for me. It was several, uh, it was, it was several weeks ago that God impressed on me to do something I'd never done before. We had a foot washing service. Some of y'all have taken place in that a lot. I, 
but I had never done it, and, and it was quite humbling to wash some feet on the stage of those Christians in our church. And, and God was teaching me that back then, these weeks, months ago, about in all of your ways, submit to Him. I was thinking about what I've been trying to communicate to our people for a long time and what I'm trying to communicate to you through God's word is that you go to your local church, you go to God's house first and foremost because of the king that saved you. But secondly, it's for each other. And yes, you may do a lot of good work all over the world. You may be traveling, you may have just gotten back. But your local body believers, believers, you need to give yourself away to them on Wednesday night prayer service. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. Because we're submit to him in all of your ways. Yes, you get home late. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, there's some other people that can be there. After all, I'm doing God's work this Saturday because I'm going to be gone. I'm doing 80 hours a week for the Lord already. But I think Wednesday night for some of us is a test. The local body of believers. That you need to give yourself to them. You give yourself away to Christ. Give yourself away to his people. Especially those that live next to you. And he will make your path straight. So I don't know where you are. But I imagine most of you are like me. You have begun this journey of maybe a second tier level of learning to trust him. Because you've raised your family or, you, or you've gotten past some of these hard things, but, but trust is getting harder. Trusting him with your children as they branch out on their own or struggle. or Trusting him whenever, whenever your, things don't go as planned and later in life. And, Trusting in Him whenever there's sorrow and grief. But there's also this second part of the proverb of surrendering to Him, submitting to Him in all of your ways. And I would imagine that all of us, all of us, could do some surrendering of some areas of our life. And I know that's one area where a lot of us in ministry struggle with. The regular Christian things. Because we're doing such big things. But Jesus taught us to wash each other's feet. And sometimes that's within the context of our local church first. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word tells us that you discipline those you love. And sometimes you send your evangelist, just as you did in John Bunyan's story, to Christian, to remind him of some things. Just as you did your servant David, your servant Elijah, your servant Mary. You send you send your servant that has a message that brings about conviction and sometimes even rebuke. 
But Lord, whatever you're saying as your spirit is communicating to every heart that's listening, Lord, I pray that in all our ways we'd submit to you. Lord, I thank you for the local body of believers you have assigned us to, to give ourselves away to. Lord, I, I don't know the scope of the ministry of all these individuals. They don't know mine either, but we know that you've called us. You've called us to go to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and especially the ends of the earth as we talk about, but, but Lord, the local body of believers. I know that a lot of times we in ministry we neglect the, the normal things, the ordinary things. And so, Lord, I pray for those that are listening that, Lord, may need to return to their, their body of believers on Wednesday night or for Sunday school or for church dinners. Lord, whatever it may be, you speak as you have spoken to me. And Lord, I thank you for doing that, and I, I pray that you'd make our path straight. Lord, we thank you most of all for your son Jesus that showed us the way. When he said, not my will be done, but thine, O Lord. Help me and help us. And I pray in Christ's name. Amen.